good day and welcome to Holding Fast. Great to have you today in the podcast. How is your anchor holding? Is it gripped firmly to the Word of God? Are you putting your trust exclusively in the person of Jesus Christ? He is our reason for hope. Uh, we, we look to Him to fill that God-sized hole in our heart to be what God has created us to be. It's great to be here, especially during this Passover week, during this suffering, the passion of our Savior. Uh, I've been going day by day to try to take a glimpse at what went on in the life of Christ as He uh, set His face like a flint. He was purposed in going to the cross and accomplishing your salvation and mine as well, providing for our forgiveness. And I've taken the opportunity during the podcast, the past past few several podcasts to remark on what was going on during this week. I know that Good Friday is often pointed to the time when pointed uh, at the time when Jesus was crucified, but I'm suggesting to you that that's a tradition that uh, that uh, scholars came at from not a very good understanding of the evidence of scripture. And what better fits a 3-day three 3-night three uh, time in the grave that the Lord predicted would be the case? is a Thursday crucifixion. And that fits best also because during this week, there is an overlap of Sabbath or uh, high Sabbath days, holy days that were celebrated. You had this Passion Week actually began in the Jewish calendar with a Feast of Unleavened Bread. That Feast of Unleavened Bread kicked things off. It was a high Sabbath day. It was a time of celebration. And that Sabbath day is distinctly different from the regular weekly Sabbath that would have been celebrated Friday evening at 6 p.m. to Saturday evening at 6 p.m. And so uh, a Friday crucifixion fits best, excuse me, a, a Thursday crucifixion fits best with the timing of, uh, of our Lord's death. Well, Friday uh, is an important time as well. It was literally the Feast of Unleavened Bread that began at sundown on Thursday evening and went through the day, night and to the day on Friday. This would have been a big celebration of the Feast of Unleavened Bread. Some scholars used to wonder, well, why didn't the uh, the disciple, the lady, the women disciples, why didn't they go to the tomb on Friday if he was buried on Thursday? And the reason is, is because it was a high feast day. It was a Sabbath day of convocation. It was a time when you didn't go visiting tombs. You would be unclean. It was a time when you didn't do anything because it was a rest day, a time of solemn dedication to the Lord. So Friday, they would not have visited. So Friday during the day, it would have been the Feast of Unleavened Bread, a day of special meaning to the to the people of God in which they cleaned out all the leaven from their house uh, prior to this, and they lived in celebration. But it was also a time of preparation because Friday night at sundown uh, at six o'clock, then they would have been preparing for the regular weekly Sabbath that occurred on Saturday. Now, during this time, our Lord would have been in the tomb. And I have no doubt that it was a time of consternation and upset. Uh, there was It was a time of fear. It was a time of confusion for the disciples uh, as they really contemplated now what was going to happen, having given their lives, dedicated them to following this rabbi Jesus, who they assumed to be the Messiah, who now, unknown, uh, 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 un- un- misunderstood by themselves, would have now been crucified, and they were in a state of just quandary about what to do next. 
Friday would have been one of those times, and it would have been a time of contemplation as well, because the disciples would have been, as practicing Jewish men, would have been during this Feast of Unleavened Bread, a time where there was no work or activity that was going on. And again, that's why the women did not even go to the tomb itself. And so uh, by Friday evening, when the day of of, uh, of the high Sabbath of the Feast of Unleavened Bread was drawing to a close, they were getting ready, prepared for the Saturday uh, for the weekly Sabbath, a day of rest according to the commandments. And that would have gone all the way through Saturday until 6 p.m., and then another night that was required for our Lord would have taken him through Saturday night. And then, of course, that first day of the week, on the, the date in the Jewish calendar is Nisan the 17th. And uh, this would be the time when, of course, uh, our Lord rose from the grave. Which I think also fits well with the timeline that I've been suggesting to you for a Thursday crucifixion. Because, wouldn't you know it? The Feast of First Fruits begins on that first day of the week. Uh, remember, I told you there were multiple feast times and celebration times and worship times. Well, that Sunday, following the Feast of Unleavened Bread and following the weekly Sabbath uh, and Passover, uh, before that, then the Feast of First Fruits occurs. We know from Scripture that the women came to the tomb on Sunday, the first day of the week. Matthew 28 1 tells us that. And with a Thursday crucifixion, and you count forward three days from that, uh, Sunday would have been Nissan the 17th. Uh, and Sunday was a day of the Feast of First Fruits. This was no mistake, it was precisely designed by our Father. Uh, the Feast of First Fruits was a feast of the Lord in recognition of, of the first harvest of the barley crop. The Feast of First Fruits was commemorated by waving a sheaf of grain before the Lord. And it was a reminder to Israel that the first fruits of everything should be given to God. Leviticus 23.10 says, Speak unto the children of Israel and say unto them, When ye be, uh, come into the land which I give unto you, and shall reap the harvest thereof, then ye shall bring a sheaf of the first fruits of your harvest unto the priest, and he, the priest, shall wave the sheaf before the Lord to be accepted for you on the morrow after the Sabbath. The priest shall wave it. So the scripture says specifically that the day after the Sabbath day, the weekly Sabbath day, the priest will then uh, wave this, uh, this first fruit offering before our, our, uh, our God in heaven. So Jesus, as, uh, uh, as the Son of God, as the Lamb of God, fulfilled the sacrifice of the Passover. He was slaughtered at the same time on Thursday that the, the uh, Passover lambs would have been slain. And then the Feast of Unleavened Bread would be going on as a high holy day. He also, therefore, fulfilled the Feast of Firstfruits when he rose from the grave and ascended to his Father. Uh, his ascension was a type of wave offering, that just as the first fruits of the harvest were waved as an offering to the Lord, Jesus ascended to the Father as the first fruits of the resurrection. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 20, But now is Christ risen from the dead and become the first fruits, that word's deliberate in the Bible, and become the first fruits of them that slept. 
In addition to the wave offering of the feast of first fruits, a meat and a drink offering was also required in Leviticus 23. Uh, Jesus was the lamb, the meat offering, and his blood, as he spoke in John chapter 6, was the wine or the drink offering that was offered. Uh, with his ascension to the Father on Sunday morning, the Lord Jesus Christ fulfilled the Passover type that had been practiced for so many generations. And he also fulfilled the Feast of First Fruits. And with the selection of the lamb way back uh, on the 10th day of Nisan and the wave meat and drink offerings of the Feast of First Fruits, Jesus was the fulfillment of the Passover lamb and fit that type perfectly and exquisitely in every way. Hallelujah. What a Savior. What a God we have that is the Lord of time and eternity. And He knew exactly what needed to be done, and He accomplished your salvation today. Uh, I'm releasing this on a Friday, a time of fear, a time of confusion for the disciples. Um, you've heard that phrase, uh, it's Friday, but Sunday's coming. Uh, I think it still holds true. We don't need to be fearful. We need to be hopeful. We know, need to know that we have a, an assurance. We have a confidence that because our Savior rose from the grave, that we have entire forgiveness from all of our sin because He paid sin's price entirely and rose again to be the first fruits of those that sleep and those that are alive now and one day will die. God bless you today. Meditate on these things. Give thought to it. and Worship the Lord today and give Him thanks that He loved you with such an extravagant love that He sent His only Son to pay sin's price. God bless you today.